Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Jacob's Cabin. It's been a long time since we did a podcast, hasn't it, Denise? Yeah, it's been since, what, July maybe? July, August, maybe early August. So we are glad to be back in the uh, so-called podcast studio, (laughs) (laughs) aka sitting at my desk recording a podcast. So how have you been lately, Denise? Been a little busy. Yeah? Yeah, seven weeks into nursing school and... Woohoo! And... I'm pretty sure I still remember my name, but sometimes I wonder. Do you remember what Lost is? I do, but I haven't uh, haven't unfortunately gotten to see or read or listen to anything lately. Mm. So, uh, you know, I'm kind of coming into a little bit blind, but it's making the time go, po- go by really fast because... Yeah. Um, to me, the hiatus is like right around the corner, but you know, maybe not to everybody else. Yeah. For the rest of us, it's dragging a little bit. (laughs) I have to say it's going faster for me now that I'm back in school too. Yeah. But, uh, I've been having some time to listen to other podcasts and things. I've really been enjoying, um, Alex's hiatus cast. I I listened to one of those before school started and I did like it. And I'm looking forward to the story about your cat, Alex. (laughs) All right, Alex, if you're listening, (laughs) don't forget to tell us that story. And uh, Rethinking Lost is also a good one that I've been listening to lately, and uh, they had me on for one of their episodes, so that was fun too. And then, of course, uh, recently I also got to go on Losties with Jed and Kara video podcast, which is sort of (laughs) scary and fun at the same time, because not only are people listening to you, they get to see you too, and that's sort of scary. Yeah, I'll have to catch up over Thanksgiving break. I have yeah. my first day plan to just sit and do nothing but watch TV and read books. Good. And I'm looking forward to it. I'm going to start watching Flash Forward that I've oh. been taping. Oh, good. Yeah, I've been watching Flash Forward, and uh, it's it's fun. It's not lost. You know, a lot of people are like, oh, it's going to be the next Lost. And then I think people are starting to feel a little let down. Like, this isn't nearly as good as Lost. But I think it's fun. I've been keeping up with Heath and Wendy's podcast about it, and that's that's what makes it fun for me. Yeah, I'm looking forward to hearing what they have to say once I finally get to start watching it. Yeah, yeah, you'll have to do that. Uh, I've been downloading them all, so they're ready to go. I just have to have time to listen to it after I watch the show. Good. You can look for the Lost references, too, because there's definitely a few of those little little things that kind of point to Lost. Yeah, I heard something about Oceanic Billboard or something. Mm-hmm. There was one scene in the pilot where they were sitting in a car, and behind them on a building was an Oceanic Billboard. So that was, mm-hmm. like, a really obvious thing, but there have also been little lines and other things that they say. That'll be neat. Yeah, but the weirdest thing is seeing Penny without an accent. Whoa. She uses an American accent. It really kind of throws you off when you That's see like it. That's like whenever you see Hugh Laurie when he's being, <laughs> you know, I'm used to him playing House yeah. and speaking with an American accent, mm-hmm. which his is like the best American accent I've ever heard. It's pretty good. And then I hear him talking all British and I'm like, whoa. Mm-hmm. That is, it's a, it's like a different person. It is. It's weird. Or it like when you hear up. Saeed, when you hear yeah. Naveen Andrews speak and he's actually has a British accent and it's like, whoa, whoa. Yeah. It's like that. Messing that with my work. perception here. <laughs> So, um, one thing we wanted to talk about today was the Mysteries of the Universe videos mm-hmm. that have been coming out. There are three of them out so far. I think the next one's probably coming out next week because they were doing it on, on the, um, 4, 8, 15, 16th day of oh, the month. cool. And so 16th is coming up next week. So that's why we've got three so far. Um, so we just watched these, you uh-huh. and I. So, um... What are your thoughts? What are your general impressions? I mean, this isn't really an ARG, but it's kind of yeah. something that's coming out periodically over the next few months to kind of keep us in touch with Lost. I mean, what, what do you think about the Mysteries videos? Oh, well, my first thought is if that really had been a TV show back then, I totally would watch it. <laughs> because 
I love that kind of stuff. And, you know, parts of it were kind of campy. The skull with the little hypnotizing. The eyes. Yeah, yeah. With the eyes. Um, so, I mean, it, it's funny, but I would totally watch that show. <laughs> like, I, can't, I won't even lie. I would totally watch that show. Mm. What do you think in terms of Lost? I mean... Is it something that you think really adds to the show, or is it just like, meh, that's nice? Oh, uh, you know, go out of your way to watch it. It kind of puts a little bit more mystery behind Dharma, but I kind of wonder a little bit if that should have been before season five. Mm, that you makes know? a lot of sense, yeah. Because they're like, what's this weird organization? How do these people get here? Why do they have all these interviews? It would have made more sense before season five, unless the other videos that are coming are going to be, you know, kind of non what is Dharma-centered. Hmm. Yeah, um, one thing I found really interesting that one of the videos pointed out was that people were disappearing, and their houses were being sold, and their cars were being sold, and And their why... dogs were being taken. Yeah, and why is nobody noticing? And that's just kind of a general question. You look at the show, and you could think of that yourself. Yeah. Like, why doesn't Juliet's sister care? Is she launching a search for her when she disappears, or... Or the fact that she hasn't been able to call her in three yeah, or four years. Yeah, it's very mysterious. You just think the person's kidnapped or what? Yeah. I hadn't really quite thought of it in, in that way, but that definitely makes sense. I mean, you just, you have to suspend disbelief to think that people aren't missing, these people that are gone. But mm -hmm. in reality, what would the people left behind be doing? Yeah. You know? You'd, you'd worry. If you disappeared. Yeah. And your husband was like, where are you? <laughs> yeah, he wouldn't just be like, oh, I guess I'm going to work tomorrow. Yeah. You yeah. know? I mean, when we did see Juliet's sister in the park, when, when they had the video feed coming in from the park and she was playing with her uh, mm -hmm. son, um, I mean, that was three years later. So I guess eventually you'd give up, but we haven't seen any indication of people right away being like, oh, where are they? Yeah. You know? I mean... I mean, yeah, the people would have to move on sometime for their own mental health. Yeah. But they're not just going to forget about them. Right. And also, it's different from the plane crash, because then you just assume they all died, right? So right. their families would say, okay, the plane crashed, they found the wreckage, that's closure, that's, yeah, that's exactly. the end of it. But this is just, oh, you've had five interviews, is what they were saying on mm -hmm. the video, which is a lot of interviews for something like a janitor or yeah. a mechanic. And uh, after all these interviews, you just disappear. Yeah. It's very mysterious. One thing that I, I thought was pretty interesting on one of the videos is they showed some capsules and we looked it up and it was called Moxivit mm -hmm. and that actually is a real drug but it's an antibiotic and they kept talking about tranquilizers mm. and um yeah not really the same thing. No. And no. <laughs> <laughs> um you know I if maybe they were trying to say this is what they were giving him before they were going on the submarine, you know, through the liquid night, to, um... <laughs> that was funny. <laughs> to get to the island. the cover of liquid night. <laughs> you know, maybe they are expecting you to believe that that's a tranquilizer, but, like, have they not met the fans of Lost? Do they not know if that's <laughs> written on there? apart every picture they put on the screen? Yeah. Hmm, should have thought of that. Yeah, I mean, they, they would... They should have thought better into that, because... That antibiotic isn't going to knock you out for a whole submarine trip. <laughs> no. So, but yeah, I mean, that's, that's, you know, also because I just had a pharmacology test this morning mm. and my brain is fried, <laughs> but... So you've got drugs on the brain. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I thought um, something interesting in the videos were the actual nods to people of yeah. Lost. They showed a photo of Olivia mm -hmm. and they said, oh, a school teacher in Oregon, she disappeared. And they also talked about Oldham. They mentioned him. And Phil. And Phil. Phil's neighbor said that he just disappeared. So they are tying it into the show somewhat in these videos. And uh, they're asking a lot of questions about what is Dharma? Is it this secret organization? Is it a cult? Is it a secret society? It doesn't seem to be a religious organization. But then they well, did talk about the church in that one video. But, I mean, if you think about it with Namaste, isn't it kind of... Kind of, it's, you know, Dharma itself isn't a religion, but it seems to kind of go, not necessarily along religious principles, but, you know, not to... Kind of too, borrow from... Yeah, like it borrows from a like lot Dharma. of stuff. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Um, a couple things they mentioned in one of the videos were mind control, secret weapons, and eavesdropping. They were saying mm -hmm. maybe some things that secret societies would do, and, uh... It's interesting that you could correlate each of these things to something in Lost. Like, yeah. mind control, you think automatically, okay, room 23. Yeah. They were trying to 
apparently brainwash Carl. Um, secret weapons, maybe not so much, but um, I would say electromagnetic bomb energy. Under the everything, they got a bomb. Oh, they do have a bomb. <laughs> Although that was what U.S. military. Well, yeah, I mean, it wasn't theirs, but they kind of had to take control of it. Yeah. So yeah, and they had I a, mean they hid it underground, so definite hidden weapon. Yeah. And I don't know basically anything about guns, but they specifically mentioned a type of gun ammunition, and I think my husband said that that was like a really old gun. Huh. So I like seventies old or no like, like way older older oh. guns. So it kind of makes me wonder if that was maybe the rifles that they were carrying around in fifty four in Jughead. Because they were... So maybe those weren't rifles that they took from the army people? Yeah, maybe they were buying those types of ammunitions because they found the guns or something. Huh, that could be. Could be. And then eavesdropping just made me think of the whispers. Mm -hmm. I don't know if that's eavesdropping or if you hear the whispers, you are eavesdropping on something else. Yeah, it made me kind of think of a little bit how whenever Juliet was kind of having to play both sides... And trying to do Ben's work to figure out who was pregnant and everything. And mm-hmm. so she was, you know, playing both sides at one oh, time. Yeah. She's kind of eavesdropping on each other. Yeah, yeah. That's a good point. And the skull and bones. I mean, all the dead bodies. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Lots of those on the island. So, um, other nods to Lost in these videos. Um, they mentioned $1.5 million mm-hmm. being given to this church in Los Angeles, which looked like the lamppost church. yeah where Hawking is, and they showed a picture of a UFO sort of thing on a tripod, which was kind of funny looking, but it actually said Lost uh-huh. on the UFO, so that was interesting. Anything else? Um, They focused on the palm trees for a really long time. So kind of like, ooh, island-y type Well, stuff. I was more thinking um, L.A. Oh. Because there's a true. lot of palm trees in L.A., mm-hmm. and a lot of kind of iconic L.A. stuff that you see will have those palm trees in it. Mm. And, you know, I've driven down the road in L.A. and you're looking up and there's just palm trees lining both yeah. sides of the highway and mm-hmm. stuff. So it could either be island really easily or it could be L.A. Hmm. And I really hope that that doesn't mean that everything's going to reset. <laughs> Let's hope not. Yeah. <laughs> so anything else from these videos? Um, I did write down about the costume party in 1978. Um, I What's the name of the frat? Because I don't do the um, whole Greek letters. Lambda thing. Phi Sigma. So, let's describe it in case people haven't seen the video, The Mysteries of the Universe. Okay. Um, the situation was a guy found a Dharma jumpsuit at a thrift store and wore it to a, a costume party, party. A costume party. And they got a picture of it in the school paper for whatever reason. And then they came and investigated him like crazy. Well, the government came and investigated him, government. supposedly. They just showed some shadowy figures. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, so that happened in 1978, but then we looked up... Lambda Phi Sigma. I should just write that down. <laughs> and um, we found out that it's actually a Hispanic fraternity founded in 1986. Yeah, good thing we both speak Spanish. I know. the whole website was in Spanish. and so. But yeah, it so... mentioned, it specifically mentioned Nevada as one of the mm-hmm. places where uh, where it's located. Yeah, but 86 and they said the party was in 78. I mean, that yeah. doesn't match up. So either they didn't check their facts or... That's... Could that be the missing eight years? Just like the missing eight years of Widmore being gone? Ooh. Maybe he was partying up in a frat. Huh. And what year was the incident? 77? Maybe early 78? Interesting. Eight years missing from the world. Who was president then? Maybe. I don't know. What's Hurley's phone number? (laughs) Good point. It was Carter, wasn't it? I don't know. I wasn't alive then. I wasn't either, but, well, 86, yeah, but not at the beginning. He said Carter, I think. You were born in 86? No, I was born in 84. Okay. I was alive in 86. (laughs) We've Uh, had a lot of sugar. Yeah. Swedish fish. We can't podcast without Swedish fish. That's true. And cheese. Yes. So, um, anything else about these? I know we have these questions from the video that we were going to kind of talk through but okay um let's see i i guess these were some of the uh the questions they were asking so sample interview questions yeah. for these five rounds of dharma initiative things so we'll just kind of go how about every other one denise okay. what three words describe you right now tired perfectionist mm. and crazy okay <laughs> <laughs> how about you um i don't know <laughs> These are hard questions. 
<laughs> I know three words. I mean, it depends a lot on the day. Uh, three words. I know. Um, girl, <laughs> <laughs> student, and sister. <laughs> That's kind of general answers. Hey, they're all true. Okay. All true. Um, what kind of animal do you identify with? Oh, man, I've never really thought about that. I mean, I like turtles. I have a turtle collection, but I don't want to identify with that because then you'd think I'm slow. <laughs> like, I can't run very fast or something. These are fun questions. Yeah. You guys should try this yourself. Turtles are really cute, though, and you like exactly. green. I love green. And it's you wear green color. to work every day? I do. I <laughs> picked the right job. Maybe you are a turtle. Yeah. <laughs> Describe your first kiss in three words. We can skip this one if you want to. Um, it was a long time ago. Okay. So, anyways, who is your constant? My constant? That's a good question. It would either be one of my siblings, or it would be my best friend from first grade. One of them. Maybe? Can you have multiple constants? Yeah, why not? Okay. <laughs> then I have four. Okay. <laughs> Three siblings and an old best friend. Yes. Okay. <laughs> What would you sacrifice to stay alive? I mean, any sort of a context on this one? Hey, this is the interview question. You gotta take what, what? they give you. Hmm. Cheese? Would you sacrifice cheese? I mean, it really depends. That, that's a pretty I, hard question. I'd give a bacon to stay alive, even though a life even without bacon... Even canned bacon? Oh, we did find canned bacon. Yeah, you could take the canned bacon topic. to the island. <laughs> um, I would not sacrifice sleep. That's for sure. I almost asked if you would sacrifice yourself like <laughs> But uh, that wouldn't keep you alive. Um, that would keep other people alive. Hmm. As hard as it would be, you know, if I don't have any sort of a context for this, but maybe some sort of entertainment form. Maybe, maybe video games, just because I haven't oh. had much time to play lately. How about you? <laughs> You're sacrificing something that yeah. you don't have time to do. Exactly. <laughs> what kind of sacrifice is that? Well, I really want to play video games. Okay, okay. <laughs> um, I would sacrifice some um, time. You can't sacrifice time. Like, that's... give up my time to something. To okay, like, I was like, because if you're just cutting time off the alive. end of your life, that's kind of not really sacrificing. Oh, that's not really it. keeping you alive. No. Yeah, I don't know. Number six, what makes you cry? School. <laughs> Actually, no, really, I've only cried one time, which is like a record for me. Um, sad animals make me cry. Oh. Like those ASPCA commercials with Sarah McLaughlin, I have to change the channel because I'll start crying. Oh. Because... You know, sad people, whatever, they can get better. But sad animals, <laughs> like, you, you can't explain to the animal that it's going to be better. So oh, it makes me I really see. sad. You uh -huh. know, you can explain it to most people, but you can't explain stuff to animals. Okay, so, I see. yeah, I sad see animals. Okay. What about you? Um, that scene where Sun is screaming on the helicopter. Oh, makes me cry every time. That, oh, that was so well done. Yeah. They should have, like, given her an honorable mention of, like, awesomeness or something. Like, best <laughs> crying scene at the... It's heart-wrenching. Yeah, it really is. Yeah. Every time I watch that. Every time. Yeah. Last question. You just stole a sick child's toy, Denise. Why? Because I wanted to play with it. You want to play... He's sick. You get germs. I didn't clean it. <laughs> you All get right. some you get some rubbing alcohol and you clean it you're good to go this is a strange question <laughs> well it also depends on what toy i mean if he's just playing with like a stuffed bunny i don't really care but if he's playing with like a video game or he's playing with a board game <laughs> or something super awesome or like legos I would totally steal his so Legos. So this is obviously a psychological question, because we really have to put a lot of thought yeah. into this. So why did you steal the sick kid's toy? Um, because... that's, like, so not something you would do. <laughs> yeah, um, <laughs> because I didn't want him to spread the germs to other kids who might play with the toy later. Oh. Again. Or because it's his nap time and he should sleep <laughs> and <laughs> not be playing so he can get better from sleeping. <laughs> doesn't have to make sense it's just an answer so there would we get into the dharma initiative with these questions um, i don't know i don't know maybe we'd be on like mop detail they probably want like who's your constant richard alpert all oh, right you're in <laughs>
Maybe they ask you five times for the five different interviews to make sure you're giving the same answers. Ooh. That'd be hard. I know, right? Yeah. That's like making your top five episodes of Lost. It's gonna be different every time. Oh, that... I mean, it it's like top five episodes of, of for what reason, you know? For like emotional oh, yeah. impact or for plot or mythology. For, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there's so many factors. So um, let's transition to something a little different. Uh, I read Lord of the Flies recently, so we were going to talk about that a little bit. And then we do have some feedback also to get to. But um, for those who haven't seen or read Lord of the Flies. You said you saw an old movie version? I'm pretty sure that I saw the old black and white version. All right, so we looked it up on IMDb, and I think the plot, um, one sentence, pretty much sums it up here. Yeah, it says, uh, shipwrecked on an island, the castaway boys eventually revert to savagery, despite the few rational kids' attempts to prevent that. And then the tagline says, evil... Can you... Oh, yeah. sorry. <laughs> Evil is inherent in the human mind, whatever innocence may cloak it. Dun, dun, dun. That makes me think of little Ben. Yeah. You know? Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Well, these are kids, and they're all from six years old up to about Ben's age in this book. And so um, there were a lot of things that I noted down that were uh, parallels with Lost. Um, yeah, I'm going to have to read this sometime. Yeah, um, it's not... It's an alright book. I mean, I wouldn't be like, oh, you got to read this book. <laughs> Because it's actually kind of sad. It's kind of depressing. People die, and and it basically is anarchy on the mm-hmm. island. Our Losties have a lot more organized... I mean, they have the kitchen. Yeah. <laughs> Bernard's like, we're building a kitchen. <laughs> we're settling in here, and, and they're mostly peaceful. You know, you have your occasional fight, a mm-hmm. little bit of torture. Reads under the nails, you know. Exactly. But, you know, once you get past that stuff... <laughs> but, um, interesting parallel... Number one is one of the main characters' names is Jack. So it doesn't get much better than that. Um, there are boars on the island. Does that, that they want say to kill. he's the leader of the choir group? Yeah, there's a choir group okay. of uh, these boys, and they all wear their choir outfits at first, and then they're like, forget this. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Too no hot doubt. on this island. We can't wear this. Um, there was a bird with a witch like cry, which reminded me of the Hurley bird, because that, that's kind of a witch like cry. Like, I just Quah! love saying the Hurley bird. It just yeah. flows. It's fun, the Hurley bird. <laughs> they're afraid that nobody knows they're there because they think there was an atomic bomb that oh. blew up back in the real world. Because this takes place during World War Two, I believe. Oh, does it really? Yeah, and that reminds me of when you got me into Lost, you were telling me, like, we don't know if this island can be seen from the outside world, mm-hmm. and we don't know if it's purgatory or what. And so that reminded me of what you used to tell me last year, or the year before, whenever... Um, right off the bat, there's a, a fat kid who goes by a nickname, Piggy. So it's kind of like Hurley. Poor little guy. The fat guy that's always getting kind of left behind and made Called fun by of. a nickname. Called by a nickname, yeah. Um, they um, are hunting boar, and at one point, Jack couldn't bring himself to kill a boar when he was actually staring it in the face, which reminded me of Sawyer when he was hunting down that boar that ran through his tent and mm-hmm. and ran away with his tarp, and then he finally came face-to-face with it, and he couldn't kill it, which is a pretty significant scene for Sawyer, I think. Yeah. And Jack, you know, with the Hippocratic Oath, he shouldn't be killing people. And, you know, that that character was named Jack. But True. Then with True. the whole little Ben, I'm not going to do your surgery thing. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. There was a one point where someone said, this is our island. And that reminded me of Tom Friendly saying, this is our island. Um, And they also said it's a good island. Um, They also, at one point, after they were having nightmares, the little kids said it wasn't a good island. So in both of those situations, they're really personifying the island, which is something they do in Lost. The island wants this, or the island won't let you die or leave or whatever. Um, They see strange things during the day, but they they just chalk it up to mirage, which it probably is in this book, but Mm -hmm. it was like, oh, seeing things, seeing people. Dave, isn't that that guy? Right, well, yeah, Hurley's hallucination, Dave, or uh, other visions, Kate's horse. Yeah, no doubt. Lots of things. Um, There are people named Henry and Phil and Roger, so I just like (laughs) noted all those names down. They build a signal fire, which I guess is your basic survival on Island 101. Um, they think there's this mysterious beast on the island. It turns out it's actually just a parachuter, and it's his parachute kind of billowing up. Is it really? Yeah, but it's wow. it's kind of the whole smoke monster. There's a beast, and at first you don't know what it is, and you wonder if it's going to rip up some trees or whatever. Um, there's 
sort of like a flashback in the book, um, which doesn't happen very much here in, in Lord of the Flies, but there's one point where somebody remembers back to civilized life and life in the real world, and you kind of see what their real life was like. So mm-hmm. I was like, hey, flashbacks, just like Lost. Wow. But no flash forwards. And um, the Lord of the Flies actually refers to a pig's head that's on a stake. Does it really? Yeah. And so this kid, Simon, is talking to it, or he thinks it's talking to him. It's, it's kind of weird, but it's also sort of like, oh, Locke had those hallucinations. Mm-hmm. And he put that paste on Boone's head, and Boone had that really crazy hallucination in um, Hearts and Minds, where he saw Shannon get killed, and then uh-huh. he comes back to the beach, and she's right there laughing like nothing happened. I mean, nothing did happen. Yeah. But it's the whole hallucination thing. And uh, the one last note I have here is that Piggy can't see without his glasses, and it actually said that he had myopia, mm-hmm. which is like Sawyer, which was a really funny scene where Jack went through all those questions and then said, you have myopia. And Sawyer's like, what's that? Just like you. Yes, just like me, nearsighted. Must wear glasses, so. That's Lord of the Flies. That's my book report on Lord of the Flies. That actually sounds pretty interesting. Like, I saw the movie, but it was years ago, and I don't really remember it very well. Mm. But I would read that book. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's it's an alright read. But it is it is sad, so just to warn you. Yeah, sometimes it's nice to have a good sad book. Yeah. And it's also frustrating, because the kids try to keep an organized society, and they're like, well, we used to do this way back home, and... And they're like, well, we're not back home, and we want to do this, and they're always fighting, and things just don't work hmm. out. So. Speaking of books, didn't you read The Time Traveler's Wife, too? I did. I also read that. It yeah. had some really interesting stuff on time travel in that book. Huh. Yeah, I I haven't got to see the movie or read that book, and I'd mm. actually never even heard about it before the movie commercials started. Yeah, it's been a pretty popular book this year. I think I've been hearing about it a lot, and The Borders uh, bookstore sends out emails, and mm-hmm. it was in there a bunch of times, I think. Um, the basic premise is there's a guy who time travels and he meets this woman. Actually, he meets her as a girl first, as a young, young girl. Mm-hmm. And then kind of grows up knowing her, but she doesn't meet him. No, she meets him then, but he doesn't meet her until later. It's, it's very confusing because the first time that she meets him in real life, when he's not time traveling, she's, I think, 20 and he's 25, 26. And she's already known him for something like 14 years, and he's never seen her before. Because he doesn't time travel until after that point. He doesn't time travel to her (laughs) until after that point. So it it really kind of twists your brain around, but it's it's really good. And um, he also can't change things in the past. He says that sometimes he goes back to places and he knows things are going to happen. He knows bad things will happen. But he physically cannot open his mouth to yell at someone, don't wow. do that. So it's it's kind of anti, well, not anti-course correction, but nothing can be changed. Yeah, that, Everything has to be the way that it was. That made me think a little bit of if, you know, if little Ben really did fall in love with Juliet after she saved his life. Oh. You know, and, oh. and then with the whole, like, well, <laughs> you look just like her. Is, didn't uh, Harper say that? Yeah, she did say that. That's what I was thinking of whenever you were whenever you were saying that. Huh. Yeah, would Harper know about Juliet? I mean, was she around then? That's another question. Yeah, I don't know. Did she actually see Juliet back in the 70s to know enough to say? Because I don't know if Ben would have had a picture of her. Well, maybe he drew a picture. Maybe. Ben would be very talented then. Mm-hmm. Well, he's a pretty talented guy. He is. But, um... Yeah, one book that I want to read is what The Lost Symbol, kind of the second part to the Da Vinci Code. Oh. Um, watching the, the video talking about secret societies and all those symbols and stuff, oh. I was like, man, I really want to read that book. Mm. I love the Da Vinci Code, and uh, I'm hoping I'll get that book for Christmas. Mm. Then I can read it. Cool. Maybe I'll find some cool parallels in there, too. Yeah, you can give us a book report. Yeah. <laughs> well, I could give you some really boring book reports right now. <laughs> On your textbooks? Yeah. <laughs> Only if it's lost related. Hmm. Yeah, probably not so much. Yeah, it'd be a stretch, huh? Yeah, it'd, it'd be a real stretch. Like, this is a book. Lost has a book. <laughs> yeah. That, yeah, that'd be about it. Yeah. Well, I know there's a lot of books that, that people do lost book clubs about, and I haven't really done a lot of those. But if there's anyone out there who's read books that are mentioned in Lost or I meant to read Watership Down this summer, and mm. I forgot to read that, because we have it. I know it's about bunnies. Yeah. 
<laughs> I hear it's sad, though. I don't know. I haven't read it. Yeah. Colin read it, and he he's like, he warned me. He's like, you know, it's not happy about bunnies. He's, he's like, it's sad about bunnies. Aww. So I was like, oh. And then I kind of totally forgot about it. Oh. Well, if anyone out there has read that or anything else and wants to send us a quick note about it, that'd be great. Or, or leave a comment on the blog. We would love to hear about that. Any parallels between that and Lost or even Flash Forward and Lost or whatever else you're into. And or Lost. just good books to read. Yeah, we like good books, too. Um, we were talking to someone on Twitter the other day who was uh, recommending that we sign up for goodreads.com, which mm -hmm. I was actually already signed up. I just don't use it very much. But um, I don't really know how to search for people on there. But you can search by email address, I think. So if you search for anna.in.indiana at gmail.com, you can find me on Goodreads. So I'll sign up for if, that sometime. It might not be till Christmas break, yeah. though. Yeah, it's cool. You can kind of organize your books. So if there's anyone else out there who wants to connect on Goodreads, that would be cool. And next up, we have some emails. Feedback. Um, I have a couple emails here from Scotty6, who it appears has been spending a lot of time in Houston without his family. And um, so he's been watching a lot of Lost. So we have a few random thoughts. Uh, the first thought is just that um, he was watching Supernatural, the TV show, and uh, it had both Mark Pellegrino, who played Jacob, mm -hmm. and Titus Welliver, who played um, anti-Jacob guy. Um, both of them showed up in the show, and he says, Titus Welliver plays War, that's War with a capital W, as in the Horseman of the Apocalypse, who has, wait for it, taken over the body of a man whose real body is dumped in a ditch in order to sow unrest and chaos among a community of people. Sound familiar? Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> yeah, Scotty, that does sound familiar. It also sounds incredibly creepy that it's so close. Yeah. That's a scary parallel to Lost there, but you got Locke being dumped in a ditch. Um, and then the other thing Scotty Six wrote in about goes like this. So, I was watching Not in Portland today, almost caught up with the Lostaholics rewatch, which is still going on, going strong, just so everybody knows, and I got to thinking as Kate and Sawyer were being shot at, if whatever happened happened, then Jack, Kate, Sawyer, Hurley, Juliet, Saeed, Jen, Miles, and Daniel, not Charlotte, I don't think, are unable to die prior to their flashing back to 1974 or 77, right? We know we saw Sawyer dodge a lot of bullets when Kimi and company attacked New Otherton and saw him stare in disbelief in Lafleur when he was shot at point-blank by a hostile with no damage. But really, doesn't that put a lot of what happened to them throughout the show into a weird gray area? Is this the same thing Ben was talking about when he told Widmore that he couldn't kill him? Since history has them in 1977, they must live to flash there, therefore cannot die at any point before Ben turns the wheel. What do you think? You think that's true, Denise? Um, it could be, but that also kind of made me think a little bit about the people who, you know, have died already. Like, why were they allowed to die? Why was Boone allowed to die? How well, come... I think his point is that people who were seen back in the 70s yeah. couldn't die before they could get to the point where they traveled back to that point in time and then went forward. But you see, you see what I'm saying too, kind of, depending on when the whole time flashing thing kind of actually starts, you know, what's to say that, um, that someone wasn't supposed to have been back there, but something crazy happened and oh. they weren't. Oh, so what if Boone were supposed to have gone back to 77, but yeah. didn't because he died sooner? Yeah. Oh, well that like, kind of throws a wrench in this. Like what <laughs> let him die, you know, uh -huh. what let Shannon die? Mm-hmm. Because if there's some kind of magical mystery force shield, maybe, around people so that they can't die, like Sawyer can dodge all those bullets. Yeah. And also, where, where's Claire exactly? Oh, that's a good question. Did maybe... she get stuck in the middle? Like, the force <laughs> shield is, was around, like, one leg but not the other? Oh, yeah. Well, that's, like, a completely different topic. Yeah. Talk about Claire. Wow. Is she even dead? But going back to what he was saying about 74 and 77, maybe maybe he's looking at this, like... You've got these people in those years, and it already happened. So, in a sense, even though it ha hasn't happened in their timeline yet, it's happened in the timeline of the world. Yeah. The 70s are in the past, so if Jack was in the 70s back then, then he has to stay alive until he gets to the point, at least, where he can travel back to the 70s. Whereas, Boone never appeared in the 70s. So, yeah. this would be saying there's not even a chance... That Boone or Shannon or Charlie or any of those people that died 
could even travel back. Because they didn't make it to the point where Ben turned the wheel. Yeah. And everything went crazy. Unless they were back in the 70s just somewhere where we couldn't see him. <laughs> now that would be cruel. That would be cruel. They can't hide things like that from us. I know, but wouldn't that be a, a crazy way to, to turn things on us? Yeah. Yeah. Because that would be something that people weren't really expecting. So, I mean, That's yeah. It's I would ex- not expect that. <laughs> It's extremely, extremely unlikely, but, you know, what if? Yeah. All right. That's fair. Uh, Scotty Six also adds a little bit to that and says, Sawyer's infection from the gunshot wound, Jack's appendix, Saeed at the mercy of the woman he tortured and her husband, and so on and so on. While we saw them saved from these things, isn't the reality that they could not have died no matter what? Is that just an unanswered question or something left to wondering by Darleton? I don't have an answer for that. Yeah. But maybe that's why they ordered all those antibiotics. (laughs) Yeah. They needed them for all the gunshot wounds and appendices. Well, yeah, I mean, really, with everything that people have been through, the fact that people haven't all died from massive infections is pretty astounding. That's true. So maybe there are some secret Dharma capsules of amoxicillin somewhere. Or there was someone planted on the plane by Dharma carrying a bunch of stuff in their carry-on that they knew the losses would need, like a pregnancy test Okay, made by Widmore Industries. That, I like that idea. I'm not sure if I buy it myself. I'm just saying. <laughs> I know, but like that could totally work. Like mm-hmm. you know, because mm-hmm. what if it was the stewardess? What Cindy? Cindy was that her name? Because mm, she joined the others and uh-huh. didn't seem to be very concerned about it. Yeah. Like oh yeah. I've always kind of wondered if maybe she was supposed to be there. Huh. That's interesting. It would add to their the others' collection of accents from around the world. Uh huh. <laughs> that they seem to have. <laughs> yeah, I was also wondering that when I was listening to a podcast today. Um, as far as Miss Hawking, because how does she know to tell Desmond, no, you're not supposed to buy the ring? Yeah. You know, is she planted there and she has this knowledge and she has already experienced it or seen it somehow? How does she know about it to be able to tell him what is supposed to happen and what's not? Yeah, I have no idea. I don't know. All right, would you like to read this email from Rachel? Um, let's see. I was listening to your podcast with Alex and Matt today on my way home from Wisconsin which um, is from my previous home in Indiana. One of your questions you wanted answered, and it's a great question, was what Ben knows or what Ben doesn't know. I think you used an example that Ben went to the temple to be judged, but Locke had wanted to show him the way to enter. I think that not Locke showed Ben the entrance that not Locke wanted Ben to use so that not Locke could have had Ben experience what he wanted Ben to experience. I still don't know the complete answer to what Ben does or what Ben doesn't know, but I think that not Locke is calling the shots. I was confused about the whole idea of being judged, and I think that everything that happened in that scene was engineered by not Locke. Huh. Wow. <laughs> That's really interesting, because he does lead him specifically to that place. Yeah. And it's not the temple itself, it's just the wall. Yeah. And he takes him down in the chamber where Smokey can come through the vent and, and do his thing. I mean, it is. The whole thing is very strange. Like, maybe going through that vent produces a specific result. Or maybe the room has a specific purpose. Yeah. If you're going to be judged, it has to be in this room. Or judged for certain crimes. Yeah. You know, like you'd go to a certain court. I don't know. But I think it's significant that they didn't actually go into the temple. That the judging didn't just take place in the middle of the jungle. Yeah. Ben thought maybe Smokey would come right to him on his front porch. But it didn't happen. So that's a really neat idea. Why that room? Yeah. What I was kind of thinking by that is maybe they had somehow tested, like if you take person A to room X, you get this result. Hmm. If you take them to room Y, you get this result. So maybe he had it planned of what he wanted the result to be. So he took him to that room on purpose. Huh? Maybe Smokey isn't allowed inside the temple. So if you want to be judged by whatever's in the temple, you go into the temple. If not, you have to stay on the outskirts. What could be in the temple then? Well, I don't know. An Egyptian god. (laughs) It's like Stargate or something. I don't know. I've never seen Stargate. The movie? Yeah. I'll let you borrow it. When I have time. (laughs) All right. Another email from Kevin. 
who says, Hi, I am the Kevin who sent the email that Jed read in the Losties vid that I got to be a part of. So that's cool. Like you, I found Lost late. It was when everyone was losing interest because of the schedule that my interest was born. I write now to suggest a topic of discussion, course correction. This is the most fascinating part of Lost for me. What has happened that was course corrected? Were all the chance meetings, Charlie saving Nadia, etc., coincidental? And what purpose do they serve? Is it only to show it is a small world? That's hmm. a really good question. Um, that'd be pretty neat. I, I can definitely see how everything like that was course correction. Well, correction would imply that something went wrong in the first place. So, I mean, well, Charlie meeting Nadia and, and saving her in the alley and stuff, is well, that really correction from what would have happened or just coincidence? It, it could be correction from what could have happened. But I think that probably all the coincidences are not merely a coincidence. Mm -hmm. I think that they're they're somehow interrelated, even if we don't know how exactly. I think I think they're put there for a reason. Hmm. So you think we're going to find out what the reason is? I would love to Season find out. Season six. I mean, what's the common thing that ties them all together that has them in the same place? Because we're talking about global here. Yeah. We're talking about they're in what England mm -hmm. and. Then you have people in America running into each other, and just all over the place. Mm -hmm. Did you ever see the movie The Butterfly Effect? No. Because that has a lot to do with, um, with kind of, not necessarily course correction, but what happens if you mess with stuff like that. Mm -hmm. I, th you know, a lot of people made fun of it because I think it had Ashton, Ashton Kutcher as, like, the main character. <laughs> but it was actually really neat. It made you really kind of think, like, if I change this one little thing, look at how different everything else could be. Yeah. And, you know, that it, that question made me think of that. Like, what if Charlie hadn't saved Nadia? Then what could have happened? Well, he wasn't saving her life, really, right? Or do we know? Did the, did the person that was attacking her have a knife or anything? He was just I'm trying to sure. rob her, and she was hanging out to her bag. So yeah. I don't know that she would have died, because that certainly would have changed a lot of things for yeah. Saeed post-island, but it wouldn't have changed Saeed going to the island in the first... Right. Oh, yes, it would, because they were using her as leverage against him. The, oh, the yeah. CIA to say, you need to, to get this terrorist group in Australia yeah. to turn over their explosives and all that. Yeah. So they used her as leverage, so it absolutely would have changed things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or who knows, even getting her bag stolen. What if she had her life savings in there, and then she had to start over, and... What if she had the economist's real name in there or something? <laughs> you know? Yeah, it, it could be anything. So yeah, there are these really far-reaching effects. Anytime you change even the smallest thing. Mm-hmm. You know, like the, the saying how there's the same river never exists twice you know, mm. because you put your foot in, it changes the river. You put a rock in, it changes the river. It's going to always... The river itself is moving. Yeah, it's always going to be a little bit different. Huh. And I guess it would be true that with any of our losties and the people that their paths just happened to cross, uh -huh. that it would be way different if they hadn't. Yeah, so, exactly. You know, ripple effect. It would have affected them a lot. But um, I think his original question was about course correction. Um, any thoughts on course correction now? Now that we've seen the season five finale and we're thinking about season six, I mean, can things change? Will we see things change? Mm -hmm. Or is everything on the right path right now? Nothing's going to change. Nothing's going to have to reset. That's such a hard thing to answer. I know. <laughs> I mean, I'm sitting here the whole time you're saying that. I'm trying to think of an answer and I'm just like, I have got nothing. I know. And I love that because that just leaves me to wonder all of these months. So, I mean, by the time that the season six show starts, I'm going to be like bouncing out of my seat excited <laughs> to just be like, what on earth is going to happen? Yeah. And I feel like all we need is just a little bit more information to know enough to really make mm -hmm. some good theories or to find out the answer. Solve the whole mystery. And so. it makes me really glad that I don't look at spoilers or anything. I know. Even yeah, though spoiler I, free, woo! Even though I want to look so bad every time Ryan <laughs> posts stuff on oh, Facebook, I but I, I won't let myself do it. And yeah. I know that that's for the best, but sometimes it's like, man, I'd really love to see what that says. <laughs> I know. But I think it's better this way. I think so, too. I've seen some of the episode titles... Um. So I'm not going to say, okay. don't worry, I'm not saying what they are. I didn't mean to see them. I just happened to see them on Twitter and I kind of went, hmm, okay. 
doesn't mean a lot at this point because I'm not reading the spoilers or looking at the pictures or anything. So I think if they came out with an official promo, I would watch an official promo. See, I don't even know because, you know, the promos all last season, they just, they showed so much from, you know, from like the four that I saw. And everyone complained like, oh, they showed that, they showed that. And it made it a lot better for me that I didn't see that, that I didn't know the titles. Because then I didn't go in thinking, oh, well, this person's going to have a gun sometime, so I'm going to be waiting for them to have a gun. That's a good point. But I think last season we knew more where we were headed into season five, and we were kind of, like, questionable about time travel, but we still had a theory. But right now we know nothing. So I would just be afraid, to some extent, that if they showed anything, it would indicate what had happened. Right. But I think, I don't know if I could not watch a promo. (laughs) I, I could. Maybe if it was, like, December, and it was like, okay, just one more month. I'll watch it. Well, see, I'm I'm stubborn and strong-willed, and I, I could keep myself from watching it. That's very good. That's very good. Um, Alright. Here's an email. This is from a little bit while back, but this is from Matt in the UK. And he says, Hi, hope you all, everybody, are well. <laughs> and um, he was looking at this um, list of top 50 lost loose ends. And he sent us a link to that. This is also something that Rethinking Lost went through on their show. They did about four podcasts on this list. Wow. It's a it's a big list, but it's really good. You could good. go on forever. You, you could. I mean, these are things that don't have answers. They're loose ends. So um, if you want to hear these things talked about extensively, definitely check out the Rethinking Lost episodes because uh, those guys did some good work going through each and every single one of these things. But uh, Matt sent in a list of his top five things he would like to see answered. So these are his personal um, choices. So he would like to know the identity of Adam and Eve in the cave. He would like to know what do the others do with Walt after he was kidnapped by them? Which is a good question. Yeah. And we know they did some experiments and stuff, but we don't know the specifics or the particulars or why they were so glad to give him back. (laughs) Maybe he was really annoying. (laughs) I don't think Walt was annoying. (laughs) Well, no, I mean, maybe they were just unequipped to deal with a little kid that had a lot of energy. Yeah, or the Mobisode. He seemed to have killed all those birds somehow. They flew into the building where he was being kept. And maybe they were scared he was going to kill the Hurley bird. Oh, (laughs) couldn't have that. So the next thing on Matt's list is Libby's backstory. Um, And then what are or were Walt's powers, which is a good point. With the word were, putting that in past tense, did he lose the powers when he left the island? I was just going to say the same exact words. Or when he grew up, because we saw the bird fly into the window in Australia also. Uh Uh-huh. He seemed to already be different and special. Hmm. But maybe growing up did something, maybe leaving the island. Yeah, I would. Stripped him of his powers. I would think more leaving the island. Like, maybe maybe he had powers before getting to the island. He gets to the island, something with electromagnetism happened, and then his powers are gone. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I could see that. And then the number one thing on Matt's list is the numbers. (laughs) What are they? Where did they come from? Etc. Which is still a very big mystery. I still kind of hope that they're from one of those little off-station spy radio things. (laughs) Yeah, I remember when we talked about that. (laughs) I know, I was so excited. And then I, you know, found out later that people had thought of that like two years beforehand. But it's pretty exciting for me. Yeah. Um... (laughs) All right, do you want to read this second list? Matt sent a list of the top five things you couldn't care less about resolving. Kind of okay. Fun. Um, number five, did Jay, who is the man that Sun had the affair with, jump or was he thrown off of the building? I think he jumped, personally. Oh, I could see him jumping. I think we're made to think he jumped. If, if, well, I guess if Jin didn't push him out the window, somebody else could have. Yeah. Like, Pike sent someone to follow up because he already knows that Jin doesn't really like to kill people. Yeah, I was thinking maybe more of a... Maybe he had to do it to kind of save face in a weird way. Yeah, or like, like honor. Like honor, yeah. That's, yeah. that's what I was going for. Yeah. Um, number four, whether there was or wasn't really a disease. Hmm. I would like to know that answer, especially with all the shots. Yeah. Well, the shots in the suits, like the suit that Kelvin wore. Yeah. He knew there wasn't and, any and sickness. And the quarantine? Yeah, but then Danielle's like, oh, the sickness took my team, which was also, insanity, which wasn't really a disease. It was... Although I have to say, I would actually kind of like to find out that answer. Um, <laughs> number three, Caesar's backstory. Mm. I really thought that Caesar was going to end up being um, a pretty big part of season five because, you know, he had a name. <laughs> yeah. But um, at least he lives on with Donald. Yeah. Um, number two, are Nikki and Paolo really dead? 
Oh. I thought that was resolved. Well, didn't she open her eyes at the end of the episode, but then they they got buried alive? Yeah, I mean, you're not going to come back from that if you're paralyzed. No. And then number one is the Jack, Kate, and Sawyer triangle. All right, so Matt doesn't care about that. (laughs) (laughs) That's great. All right, next we have a couple emails from Steve. Um, Just going to kind of summarize this. He's, He's wondering about... Um, if the Losties really did reset things, he seems to like that theory, um, and, and what perspective would that give to Jacob, to the others in the Dharma Initiative who knew people back in the 70s, and then he is kind of stepping back and looking at the big picture, and he says, then it comes back to the war between Jacob and his enemy. Why are they on the island? Are they trapped? And the only way that a resolution can be brought about is by the death of one of them? It can't mean that they're trapped on the island because Jacob was able to leave to interact with the Losties unless there are rules that they have to abide by, which seems to be the case, and Jacob could leave, but only in accordance with the rules of the struggle. Perhaps victory for one of them means freedom to leave for good. Or freedom to be apart from each other, I was kind of thinking too. Because maybe they're allowed to leave, but only if they leave together. Hmm. Like maybe they're somehow tethered together, so even if... You know, they're on the island most of the time. Mm-hmm. Maybe even when Jacob left, that the other guy was still having to come around somewhere and they're just sick of being together. Yeah. Yeah, I could see that. Or maybe um, if they leave, they can only be gone for a certain amount of time or yeah. else they'll start to kind of fade away or, I don't know, maybe not fade away, but um, get weaker and they have to return to the island mm-hmm. or the island pulls them back. Sort of like course correction yeah like they can't do anything to help it they have to go back to the island yeah because i would find it hard to see jacob trying to convince anti-jacob to go with him every time he wanted to go yeah to sun engine's wedding and to kate in the convenience store hey come on you've got to come with me we've got to go to middle of nowhere in iowa and talk to a girl in the convenience store for 10 seconds i mean well but maybe if they're working against each other he's not going to go along with that maybe Jacob had to follow anti-Jacob around somewhere, too. Maybe. Sort of like a give and take. Uh-huh. One for one situation. Yeah. Yeah. And in that case, what would anti-Jacob be out doing? I don't know. We haven't seen him off the island. You know? That we know of. Haven't seen him do anything. So, what do you think about the idea of them being trapped? Do you think they could be both of them trapped on the island? And then, if so, what would be trapping them there? Because that implies that something else is holding them there besides their own free will. I'm not sure what could be holding them, but I definitely... I really love that idea, actually. Mm. That even if even if they're allowed to leave for a little bit, if they don't come back, that, yeah, I mean, they do start to, to weaken or, or lessen. Do you think they're the same age? They could be. Do you think they're older or younger than the smoke monster? Younger, maybe. Younger. Well, you think the smoke really monster existed first? Well, maybe I mean, the smoke could. monster used to be a person and then he got turned into smoke. Huh. Somehow. Maybe there used to be three of them, triplets or... Yeah, <laughs> that could be neat. Hmm. Alright, the last email we have is from Dave in Toronto. Some of these emails, I think, um, were sent to multiple podcasters, so I guess I'm giving a fair warning at the end. <laughs> Of our feedback segment, but just in case you think you've heard this somewhere else before, I know that other people have seen these emails and possibly use them on their podcasts, so, um, but we're just going to address this real quick. Dave sent in a great list of really thoughtful questions, so, um, just kind of discuss these a little bit. The Purge, did it also occur off-island too? Eloise Hawking's access to the lamppost station and Kimi's possession of Dharma's final protocol papers seems to indicate that some sort of purge did occur occur off-island as well. What do you think? I have never thought about that before, but I can see how that would make sense. Like, there were people in the lamppost station, and then they got purged also, and Eloise took over as a member of Mm -hmm. the others taking over the Dharma Initiative. That could be the case. And then his question after this sort of ties in, then, to what we just said. Why did Eloise leave the island? Was she banished, or did she leave of her own accord, or did she leave per Jacob's instructions? So... Did she volunteer to leave? Was it an assignment? She might have volunteered if there was bad blood between her and Widmore. Yeah. You know, maybe she just didn't want to be around him anymore. It all depends when she left, which is what we don't know. Yeah. 
A lot depends on that. Was Daniel born on the island? Yeah, I could see her also leaving um, on Jacob's instructions, too, though. Yeah, or maybe something related to the incident made her leave. Or... Maybe the, it wasn't safe for her to be there and yeah. be pregnant at that point. Or maybe Jacob wanted her to leave so that she could work on taking over places that were bigger than the island. Like North America? Yeah. <laughs> huh. You know, like maybe maybe there's little lamppost type stations all over the country. There could be one in Portland. There could be one in Ann Arbor, Michigan. Uh-huh. Huh. And maybe that's to kind of work on infiltrating those places. Huh. Interesting. All right, Dave's next question. What exactly does it mean to be exiled from the island? In the season four finale, Ben told John that whoever moves the island can never come back, and in the episode Dead is Dead, Ben tells Charles that he's been exiled for breaking the rules. Was Ben lying to John, and why does Ben have so many different passports, and how many times has he been off island? That's a good question, because for someone who says you shouldn't be leaving and having children with outsiders... He sure seems to have the capability to leave a lot, whenever he wants, and go wherever he wants. And if the island, you know, has a brain and is smart, it's not like a passport's going to fool the island. Exactly. Yeah, I don't think the passports were for the island, like, for it to know who was coming and going, but more for um, him to plan to go off the island. But that shows a lot of forethought. That shows that he's thinking, okay, where am I going? Who do I want to be? Am I going to give the, the name Dean Moriarty, like he did in Tunisia. Or maybe Ben has different families all over. Whoa. I mean, huh. you know, like maybe maybe not necessarily he has a wife in every place or something, but what if he is somehow working with a bunch of different groups of people that don't know about each other and don't mm-hmm. know about him or Dharma, and he's pretending to be a different person with each one of these. That is That would be so weird, though, because that's why he was telling Charles, you, you left the island a lot. And if he was doing the same thing, number one, that's really hypocritical. Or maybe he didn't want to run into him. Yeah. Hmm. (laughs) That could be too. But then maybe that's why he got sick. Maybe that's why the island let him get sick. Because he left enough times. Maybe once the tumor started growing when he was off the island at some point, the island was like, fine, that's what you get. That's what you deserve for leaving so often when you're supposed to be the leader and you're supposed to be here. Dave's next question. What is the story behind the blast door map notation believed to have divested from project in 1985 following AH slash MDG incident. Um, I don't remember seeing that, but I've also not looked at the blast door map very closely. Yeah, I haven't really studied it, but this sounds like a separate incident. Yeah. A second incident. Or maybe that was maybe the reason we haven't seen Alvar Hansa, which could be the AH, is could maybe be. in 85 there was some sort of fight in dharma kind of broke off maybe they were pretend the others were pretending to be dharma up to that point yeah and kind of kept things under wraps and then maybe someone from ann arbor came to visit and said wait a second where's chorus where's all the people that we thought were in charge here yeah they've all been killed off maybe um um... mdg is like mr d groot (laughs) i don't know yeah we were trying to think of what it could be i mean ah alvar hanso makes the most sense yeah. But then MDG, Mass Dharma Grave, that yeah, would I like be that an one incident. Too. Or in, mass, in of itself, putting mass all Dharma there. Group, maybe Hanso separating from the majority of Dharma. Municipal Dharma Group. <laughs> I don't know. That That's a mystery. Maybe somebody can search around on Lostpedia and see if anything or anybody has the initials MDG. Because I can't think of anyone off the top of my head. So, Dave's next thing. What was the substance in the vial labeled uh, CR and then 4, 8, 15, 16, 23, 42, which Kelvin told Desmond was to be injected to combat the illness and which Ethan injected into Claire? At one time, I thought that the injections provided individuals with some sort of protection against prolonged exposure to the electromagnetic leak in the swan, and I also wondered if Ethan was administering a drug to make Claire more complacent during her stay at the staff. That part I definitely think is true. I think he he was definitely drugging her to make her complacent and to go along with what he was saying, but I think that's separate from this vaccine. But I don't know what the vaccine is. Yeah, I I mean, do we know that it's it would actually be a vaccine? Because you would never give a vaccine that close together and everything. Maybe it's some sort of, um, like, a psychotherapeutic drug. Like, maybe it's making her, um, instead of 
making her not be paranoid. Maybe it is making her be paranoid or something, you know? It's the same thing that Desmond was taking in the hatch. So if it was just a little bit of paranoia, that'd kind of be enough to keep him in the hatch. Yeah. Keep him afraid of whatever disease, sickness is outside. Do you think Kelvin was taking it or do you think he stopped taking it? I think he stopped taking it. You think so? Because... I mean, does does that make sense at all with the anti-anti-psychotic drug? Yeah. (laughs) You know? (laughs) I think it makes sense. Yeah. All right, last point from Dave. Uh, Last but not least, was Tom, a.k.a. Mr. Friendly, an original Dharma Initiative member, or was he always an other? I originally thought that he grew up as an other until the episode A Tale of Two Cities, when he noted to Sawyer that it only took the bears two hours to figure out how to get (laughs) fish biscuits. I believe only someone who was a staff member at the Hydra Station would have known that fact. That's a great point. Yeah, I can't say I've ever thought about that before, but I did love that. I did love that line. That <laughs> only was took so the great. bears two hours. <laughs> yeah, that was good. And Sawyer says, "How many of them were there?" <laughs> yeah, um, but I think he could have grown up off island and then come in the seventies and been a member of the Dharma Initiative. And been there all along from his youth, but not necessarily having been born on the island. Well, you say youth, but I mean, he probably looked like he was at least 45. So if he was, if he got there in the 70s and it was, you know, 2004, 2004, I mean, he Mm. would have lived at least a substantial part of his life on the island. Yeah. Yeah. The other interesting thing that that brings to my mind is... The people who are on the island for such a long time, people that grow up on the island, like Ben and Ethan, uh-huh. they really know their way around in the real world. Yeah. You know, when you think of people who are sheltered, you think they don't really know how to get around in the world, but these guys know everything. They know how to get places. They know how to manipulate people. They know, oh, I need like a different passport for every country. I mean, I'd barely know how to get a passport. I'd be like, <laughs> I think I need to fill out a form or something. <laughs> and they've got yeah, all this stuff. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, they just have so much knowledge of how to do this stuff, and I don't understand, like, do they leave the island often enough to get a lot of practice in this sort of thing? I mean, even things like driving a car. (laughs) Yeah. By the time we see the others, they don't seem to have any cars that are still functioning. Maybe they have, like, a handbook of how to be shady. (laughs) I think we should write one of those. (laughs) The Dharma Initiative Handbook of How to Be Shady. That sounds awesome. I would read that book. (laughs) It would have to be illustrated, of course. Yeah. That'd be awesome. I don't know who's going to draw it, though. <laughs> we'll get Donald to draw it. He's a okay, good Okay, that works. Um, all right. I think um, that's pretty much everything we had for this podcast, so it was nice to be able to podcast again after yeah, so long. Yeah, it's been a really long time. <laughs> it feels like Lost should be coming back soon now that we're sitting here <laughs> podcasting again. <laughs> we can only hope. So, uh, yeah, we're looking forward to... Lost coming back because it means that's a new semester, and this semester will be over. Yeah. <laughs> We're definitely in the school mentality now, but uh, hopefully we'll still get a couple more podcasts in mm-hmm. before Lost starts up again. So uh, keep an eye out or an ear out for those, and if you have any more thoughts, theories, things you want to talk about, things you notice during the rewatch, I'm trying to keep up with the rewatch, uh, kind of failing right now, but I'm, I'm in season three, which is good. So if you guys out there have any of that sort of thing, go ahead and send us an email, anna.in.indiana at gmail.com. We'll be sure to bring that up on the podcast. You can always go to the blog and leave a comment. I actually got a new URL. I bought mm-hmm. a domain for the blog. It's still just the same blog, but um, hopefully easier to remember how to get there. You can go to jacobscabinpodcast.com, and that will direct you to the blog, and you can leave comments there. So that's jacobscabinpodcast.com. All right, any closing thoughts, Denise? Those cheese and crackers were really good. Yay, cheese and crackers (laughs) and bacon and all of our normal food. (laughs) (laughs) All right, we will catch you guys later. Bye. The music in this episode was provided by the Pod Show Pod Safe Music Network. Check them out at music.podshow.com.
don't make a fool out of myself. <laughs> <laughs> Screaming on the helicopter. Oh, that makes me scream. Makes you scream. <laughs> makes me cry. Describe your first kiss in three words. We can skip this one if you want to. Um, theater. <laughs> and maybe we don't want to. Um, <laughs> um, speaking of which, I saw the last like thirty seconds of flash forward even though i don't know what was going on and the kid totally looked like walt but i have no idea who he is and there was birds are you talking about last night's yeah oh i didn't watch last night's yet i was in we class should, we should probably cut that out oh anyways. that's all right because <laughs> i don't want to spoil people even, even though i don't know anything i don't even know one character's <laughs> name in flash forward you want to cut this all yeah. out <laughs> but um wow i totally just forgot what i was going to say it was going to be really awesome and like deep totally smart but then I saw the rain and I got distracted. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Nap time for the crazy girl. He could have grown up off island though. Did I just say did I say that right? Grown up off um <laughs> what? <laughs> Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.